and and this goes into like you know dads who don't necessarily have the role of or don't have the title of dad yeah uncles like we've had we have, we have uncles in our lives that played powerful roles in our lives yeah. fatherly roles in our lives right. you know okay um, my number one TV dad okay. and this show is completely different from the other ones so but it doesn't matter to me because that is what's up guys my name is Benny and shout out to all the proud puppies out there on today's episode we talk about the top five TV dads of all time gotta check it out so Abel Mateo okay okay so we're brothers so we know we're gonna know, we're gonna understand that like and if you know if the listeners have siblings you're gonna understand especially brothers yeah. then you'll understand but you know growing up as brothers you know uh it's kind of like a love hate relationship especially as little <laughs> kids yeah you know it's like one day you, you're best friends the next day you're worst enemies right. and then in between well Abel and Mattel are no different they have that type of relationship but uh Ruthie told me this story that happened last week that was pretty funny uh so Mateo's in the bathroom going to the bathroom and when he finished he came out and Abel went in because Abel had to go and I guess in passing Abel tells Mattel, I love you, right? It was enough for Mattel to stop in his tracks, look at Abel and say, what did you say? And then Abel's like, I love you. And then Abel goes in the bathroom, <laughs> closes the door, and Mattel starts walking towards the living room. And Ruthie said, you should have seen the look on his face. It's like he had discovered something that he had never known before because he was walking back. He's like, Abel loves me. <laughs> he was like all like surprised. But I just, dude, I thought that was so funny because same relationship with like, like any other brothers. It's just funny how, you know, as brothers you grow up and it's like, oh, some days you love each other. Some days it's like you can't stand each other. But just the genuine like, wow, like Abel loves me. I mean, I, I would be surprised too, especially after finishing what he probably already did. You know, like, <laughs> is that the most inopportune time? Yeah, well, like, yeah, that too, that too, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was just funny, like, I could I could picture Mateo's face in my in my head, like, wow, like, Abel loves me. <laughs> like, like, he had doubt, or like, 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 he didn't know that before. I just thought that was hilarious, dude. So, and I know that we, you, you know, us growing up as brothers, we've had that too, where it's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. man, Eli's so annoying, or Ben's being a jerk, or whatever. Whatever, more of the latter than the, uh, the I don't former. know about that, but <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my that's my story this week. Um, but it just it, it made me laugh, like just how, yeah, like how genuinely Mateo was just taken aback of like, wow, Abel loves me. Like, well, I I'm guessing this isn't like a normal occurrence. Like, I'm sure. N- yeah, I don't think they probably. I mean, I've, I've I've been in those moments. Well, Abel, let's just say this: Abel's a lot more expressive of his feelings. Yeah, Abel's more tender-hearted in that way, where he's he's going to tell you how he feels. He's the one that's going to I love you. Like his relationship with Dalia is a lot more like loving and like you know. Where Mateo just kind of can be a brute a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? Like, Mateo will come up and, I love you. Or Mateo's way of telling us that he loves us is, like, especially when me and Ruthie are, like, together and, like, you know, holding each other or just spending time together or just doing something together is he'll run up and be like, I want to join. And then he'll just, like, very get physical. in. Yeah, it's yeah. just very, like, hey, like, let me get in there, you know? So yeah. it was a lot more, like, words. And then Mateo's just, like, more, like, 
Yeah, like he has to be in there. You it, know? it is. It's very interesting. I mean, so me and Jana, we're kind of that way. I'm very yeah. much like a physical touch yeah. kind of guy, yeah. and she's very much like a words of affirmation. Right. And one of the things that I think, you know, uh, that we're constantly learning about each other is like, for me, it's like I would want to say I love you by doing things for you. Yeah. And I have to realize like for my wife, while it's nice, like she doesn't receive it like as well as I would. Right. right. And yeah. so part of that is like getting out of my own comfort zone in order to show love and kind of express that. And so, I mean, I, yeah, I, I I completely understand where Matteo's coming from. So. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> and before we go any further, I just want to say that mustache is looking pretty good, dude. Thank you. Thank you. It's we looking- uh I, I had a big bushy beard. Yeah. Uh, longest I've ever grown because yeah. we had lost my razor. Oh, is that why? Yeah, that's why. Oh, well, the- yeah, that's why <laughs> we lost my razor. We thought you were well, going through some kind of trying to no, grow his beard phase. I have but- one of those like Philip One Blades. I love the Philip One Blade okay. because wet or dry, I can just always just get a really close yeah, shave. Yeah. And so I didn't want to go back to straight razor, or, you know, razor, whatever the original kind of one is. And so. Um, Jana just caved and she's like, let's just go buy another one. <laughs> she's like, I can't look at this she, anymore. Yeah, she, like, she can't. She was <laughs> like, it. it's funny. I ran into Narcy at Target when we went and bought okay, it. She's yeah. like, oh, your beard's looking great. And I was like, Jana, like, this could be Come a on. But yeah, I, I was getting a little annoyed. It's like, uh, well, like Ruthie won't let me cut mine off. Like I can trim it and line it up, but she's like, I don't ever want you to take that off. There will be one day that I will... And you'll Just, freak out Dahlia. And I'll freak, freak Dahlia out. I'll freak Ruthie out. I'll freak everybody out. I'm not there yet, though. I'm, I like, I've had this thing since I could grow it. Yeah. And have, just because I, I don't know, I'm comfortable. You yeah. can, and you can grow and it. And I can grow it. That's, That's the, the thing. other thing, yeah. too. I don't take it for granted. Right. So, right. Um, dad tip. Hey, and listen, if you're watching or listening to this, I really want to encourage you guys to send in dad tips like i'd love to hear your dad tip and the best ones are going to be shared on the show so this week's dad tip comes from save your sons and uh it's lead from the front and this is what it says ask yourself seriously would you follow you try to see yourself in third person objectively how do you spend your free time what's your body language how do you speak and act How's your posture? How do you look? How much fat are you carrying? How do strangers react to you? What's your energy level? Are you funny or are you boring? Are you exciting to be around? How often do you complain, etc., etc.? A lot of guys sitting around for three plus hours per day scrolling their phones, 30 pounds overweight, light bulbs out all over the house and wondering why does nobody ever listen to me? Lead from the front. This is saying this while a couple of my light bulbs are. Um, hey, dude, this is saying while I'm here in the beginning of the new year and I'm like, I'm trying to lose 30 pounds because yeah. I feel like I'm 30 pounds too heavy. Yeah. You know, so I, I think this is like really good because I think it's always good to kind of like, this is one of those like be what you be what you see or be what you want to see things, you know, yeah. we're like, hey, be the. What what's lacking? Be that you know type yeah. of thing. But I mean, this goes a little deeper than that because I mean, a lot of the things he's talking about are things that we have control over. Like I have a control over my attitude. I have a control over how much I weigh. A control over which light bulbs are out of my. Like I have control over those things. What I can't control are the circumstances I find myself in. But I can 
control how I react to them. I can yeah. control. So like, I think it's very, it's, it's a lot of like deep stuff that we need to look at ourselves and go, okay. Yeah. If, if I was, would I follow me? Yeah. Am I the type of man? I'm like, I want to be like that, which I'd be, my answer would be no. You know, my answer would be like, there's a lot of things that'd be like, Ooh. So, I mean, I think it's well, good. I, I don't know about you, but for me, if I'm being completely yeah. honest with myself, and and I, I try, I try to be, especially with my, if I try to be, um, I'm not like a goal oriented person, right? Like that's just not me. Like writing down goals, like setting goals, which is interesting because you own a business. It is. <laughs> it is true. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is that, right? Like, how right. do you move the business forward without? Writing down what you're trying to achieve. I mean, I, I, I'm very active in the yeah. things that I want to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think just taking the time to like write out okay. a goal. But I and but at the same time, I understand the need for it. Otherwise, yeah. how am I how am I tracking what I'm actually doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if that if I'm not tracking what I'm doing, then how am I truly succeeding? And Jana is like a hundred percent goals person. Like she needs to have her goals. We're we're working on like this annual view book, which for me has been really, really difficult because yeah. I only I can sit down for like, you know, maybe an hour and do it. Yeah. And it's like 80 90 pages of just like yeah. review and stuff um and so she, you know that's one of the big reasons i think i've been able to succeed is that i have a wife that like is really goal driven and right. like really pushes me to go and do that but if i was left to my own devices I, I don't necessarily know how i would do it so yeah i mean i think part of that is being real with myself and just yeah. understanding that like hey listen it's not something you want to do it's not something you like to do but it's something you need to do. And I yeah. think like as men, like we can understand that there are just some responsibilities, especially as like a married man or as a father, like there are just some things that you're not going to like doing, but oh, you need sure. to do them. Yeah. So I think that that like, you know, like, Hey, do I always feel like, like, like I want to wash dishes? No, but the dishes <laughs> need to be washed. You know what I mean? Do I always feel like I need to take out, like I want to take out the trash? No, like, but it needs to be taken out. So I, th- I think, there's a, which is all cool. Like, I think there's, there's something to be said of like, Hey, I know the things that are natural to me. Like it's easy for me to do this and that it's not easy for me to do, you know, to, to be goal, goal oriented or whatever. I think this is more, these things are in my control. Like, so it's not saying like, be a like happy dad all the time. And no, but it is saying like, Hey man, like be present, you know, bring, bring that energy, bring life into your home, into your family, right? Like don't just be on your phone, like just, or just this, uh, couch potato, potato, yeah, couch potato. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but be like, bring life, bring yeah. life into the home and to your family. So I, I like that because I do think that there's something to be said of like, well, that's not, this is not who I really am, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know if I'm goal-oriented either. Like, I don't sit and go, hey, so I want to achieve this and achieve that. Um, I'm more like, hey, man, like, this is an idea I have. Let's just throw it up against the wall and see if it works. Yeah. You know? I mean, but I think that there's benefits to me being me. Um, but when it comes to stuff like this, it's like, well, everyone can 
control how they react, right. you know, and, and have a show a good example to their kids, be present at home. This is a big one for me. Don't be on your phone so much, like be present in the moments, you know, and it's like, yeah, I, I need to, you know, I need to like kind of, and I can, I can control that. That's not a personality like wiring thing. That is a comfortability, like just wanting to be in my comfort zone, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the dad tip this week. And again, if you guys have dad tips, like feel free to send them in. I'd love to read them and we'll, we're going to share the best ones and talk about them on the show. So make sure you do that. Um, so this week kind of had like a fun idea that I wanted to talk about. And that is the topic of TV dads. TV dads. See, you got to love those TV dads. Gotta love them. Now, we've had many iconic TV dads in the history of television. Some I can't even talk to because they were before my time. Right. We're not going to talk about those because I don't know those. No, leave it to Beaver. No, okay. I mean the only leave leave it to Beaver I know of is the one in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we know that that's not accurate to the show. So, right, right. right. <laughs> but um, I wanted to talk. I wanted to to give my top five TV dads of all time. When I say all time, I'm meaning in my in my in, time. In your, in your time. <laughs> so my time, yeah. like late '80s to like early 2000s. Um, and I say late 80s because some of the ones we talk about, the, they started in the late 80s, early 90s when I was just a, a baby, a toddler, but they carried as I was growing up. So, right. you know, these are dads that I kind of grew up around. TV dads I grew up around. Got it. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to I give my top five TV dads. And uh, I'm only going to give five. because is, is this in order? This is, is in just, order. No, oh, this is, is in order. order this you. is in order for me. Okay. So we're going to start with number five. And the first one, the, the name of the dad is Michael Kyle from the show My Wife and Kids. Okay. Okay. This is one of the Wayne's brothers. Yep. But not the, Major Payne. Yes, Major Payne. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Major Payne. I oh, just watched that. Actually, movie Major last Payne week, would be a fantastic dad. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, same. That's the Wayne's brother. Right. Um, blank Man. Blank. Yes. Dude, <laughs> blank Man. Yes. I love Blank Man. Uh, Michael Kyle. Okay. So this is what I love about Michael Kyle's character his dad on the show is that he keeps it 100% real like all the time and he's cracking jokes on it like he's almost at the point of making fun of his family yeah okay this is why I love it not because I think it's a great idea for us to make fun of our kids and our wife but I think I, what I, I get so much joy out of it because his position is he is like the spectator most TV most TV shows, uh, especially in a certain era, will, will make the dads look dumb. Like they yeah. have no idea what's going on. They're never around. Right. They're always head in the newspaper reading in their coffee. Uh-huh. Yep. Sure. That's it. Like they're not even present in the moment. Michael's Kyle character is actually probably the sane one in the family. Yeah. And he's aware of everything. And the show's from his perspective of like, the chaos that his wife and kids get into. And it's yeah. a comedy shows, you know, it's right. funny. So he's like pointing out, look what my son's doing. Isn't that hilarious? You know, or look my wife, like, why would, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Like, and I, I love that. So for me, he's my number five okay. dad. Right. Okay. I'm going to give my five. And then I know that you had a couple that you probably agreed with. And there was one. Yeah. That, what, what was the one that, you either was it your favorite? I, I, yeah, it's my favorite. I, okay, that's I not on my list. I think it's the best dad of all time. Okay, 
and it's not on my list. Not, uh, okay. It is on your list. It is. On oh, it list. is. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll hear that in a bit. Number four is Uncle Phil, Fresh Prince. Okay. Soul fact, man, he brings in his nephew and he literally raises him. And right. mind you, brings his nephew in at a time it's not easy to raise kids. Right. When he's a teenager. Right. Right. Um, and you can say that he's, you know, he's very, uh, uh, what's the word? Authoritative. Authoritative like mm-hmm. a man of that is uh, wise and smart, a, a businessman man knows how. Yeah, like a man of morals. Um, and then honestly, like the scene, I think it might have been the very last episode where he tells Will, like, I am your dad. You are my son. Like, that's going to make me chuckle a bit. But he's like, you're my son. Yeah, you know, like that. You, you will always be my son wherever you go, and I just thought, man, that's like so cool. Like when you think about, and and this goes into like, you know, dads who don't necessarily have the role of or don't have the title of dad. Yeah, uncles. Like we've had, un- we have, we have uncles in our lives that played powerful roles in our lives. Yeah, fatherly roles in our lives. Right. You know, um, and I think that that. Even though this show is mainly like a comedy and it's really about Will, Uncle Phil's character is like iconic because like it just shows you the power of a man in another man's life. Yeah. Uh, or in just in, in a child's life, in a kid's life, in a teenager's life. The power that a man can have, the impact a man can have in their life. Yeah. And Uncle Phil's like the perfect picture of that. The funny thing I find about Uncle Phil is I feel he is a really great father to Will, but I feel like... <laughs> To his own kids. <laughs> yeah. Like he he ends up just becoming more bullheaded and isn't yeah. really, you know, which, I mean, I, again, I, I understand that too. It's your own kids, yeah. right? So, yeah. Um, but go on, go on. Yeah, so that's my number four. Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince, number four dad. Number three, which I had a tough time up for a second. I thought this was going to be my number one uh-huh. because this is the show that I probably grew up with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this one and the next one, but this is one of them. And that is Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World. Okay. Okay. Alan Matthews, to me, uh, in the time, in that time that we were growing up watching, is the cool dad. Why is he the cool dad? Not because he dresses cool or talks cool, like he's trying to relate. But I feel like... In all the madness that Corey and Eric and even their daughter Morgan like brings, he approaches everything from like a let me let me figure out how to handle this. Yeah, it's very level. N- yeah, it's n- I don't think I, there was very rare times that you'd ever see him raise his voice or like physically like you know obviously not on the TV show but you know like he wouldn't he he'd like it was all about conversations like talking. Trying to talk through life's life's challenges as a teen, like through you know to a teenager, um, and I mean, honestly, he, he, again, time period, right? The show came out in the late no mid nineties, uh, yeah, early nineties, yeah, no, yeah, it was like mid yeah, yeah. early, and then it went to like the early two thousands. So that's Long a time. time period. Yeah, to me, Alan was like a cool dad. Like he looked cool. He the way he handled things was like cool. You know, it's like, man, like if my dad approached me that way about that stuff, that'd be actually kind of cool of him to do that. You know, um, so that's my number three. Okay. Any anything about Alan Matthews? I'm, I'm gonna save it all. Okay. For all right. Um, okay. Number two, Danny Tanner, Full okay. House. Okay. All Full right. House. Here okay. Yeah, Danny Tanner. Uh, 
wife died, right. right? So having to raise the kids by himself for the most part until, uh, you know, the uncles come in and, and help him. But like, I think when you talk, when you think about TV dad, he's one of the first names that pops up in your mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. and reason being because he's probably the, uh, the picture of what in the eighties and nineties, especially of what a dad should be. Right. Right. Always there, always present, willing to drop anything at any moment for his daughters. Uh, when he talked to Michelle, the little one, he'd get on a knee and get an eye level and like, you know what I mean? So like yeah. super sweet, like super humble, very loving. Um, so Danny, Danny Tanner. Now it's funny because, uh, especially as Bob Saget like grew out of that role, you saw that he's nothing like, very he repressed. so the fact, repressed. the fact that he was able to pull that off on TV and come off genuine yeah. was pretty impressive, but that's not why he's on my list. What an actor. <laughs> uh, okay. My number one TV dad okay. and this show is completely different from the other ones. So, but it doesn't matter to me because. That is Jack Pearson from This Is Us. Okay. Okay. I thought, like, oh, so if Danny Tanner is like the the dad, the TV dad in the eighties and nineties, yeah, I'm gonna make an argument that Jack Pearson is the the TV dad of the you know whatever 2010s, yeah, or I don't know when the show started, like 2015 or whatever. He's the he's the the dad, and the reason being is because the man came from a broken home, uh, alcoholic father, and finds the love of his life, who he is like does all these crazy romantic things for, and ends up raising these kids, two of which are his, one is adopted. And like raises them with these incredible morals and family values that you see as the show goes on that these kids end up imparting on their kids' life. So for me, Jack Pearson came from nothing and like literally like changed his family's legacy. Yeah. And his family's history and, and, and what they were going to be as a family, as a Pearson family. And so, and some of the scenes of like what he does for the kids, I mean, the, uh, honestly, spoiler alert, the reason why he dies on the show, Whoa. Uh, the reason why he dies on the show is because he went in to save one of his kids' uh, cats and he ends up uh, at, from a house fire and he ends up like inhaling too much smoke and, and dies from that. It's like... He, he went in because his daughter was crying that she wanted her cat. And so as the dad that he was, he went in into a burning, burning house to go get the cat. Yeah. So my number one dad is Jack Pearson. He is, to me, the goat of TV dads. Yeah, I know. I'm going to blow your I'm mind. I'm sorry. Right I'm sorry. But that is that's my TV mind. dad. And so, uh, yeah, those are, my, those are my top five TV dads of all time. Okay. I don't have them in a list. Okay. But um, I do have some. Um, uh, the only one I have is the one that's at number one. But I'll tell you some okay. of the replacements. And, and forgive me because some of the replacements is I just haven't seen the shows. Sure, I, no, I, sure. I haven't seen This Is Us. Yeah. So thanks for the spoiler. Yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry. I haven't seen enough of my wife and kids. Right. Um, and um, 
And those are the three I, I would agree, but I, I want to throw in some alternates. Okay. So um, I would agree Danny Tanner, very, very popular one there. I would agree um, uh, with Uncle Phil. I think, I think Uncle Phil is good. Yeah. Um, uh, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. He was one I debated on getting on there, yeah. So the one of the things I love about his role, obviously as a police officer yeah. and understanding the realities of what's going on in the streets, trying to uh, push his kids um, to accepting that reality yeah. and understanding they have a choice to not do that. The other thing I love about his character is uh, Urkel. Mm-hmm. Now, in Fresh Prince, you had, uh, was it Jazzy? Jazzy, Jazzy yeah, Jazzy, yeah, yeah the DJ. His best friend, it's just inherited. Yeah. Urkel's a neighbor. Right. He's friends with none of his yeah, kids. Yeah, he like forces himself on He forces the- <laughs> himself in and yet still has the patience to yeah. like really see it through this season. Yeah. So that's that's why okay. I, w- I would have said. The other one, um, Hal from um, Malcolm in the Middle. I haven't seen Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. So um, I would recommend, great show. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you are familiar with Walter White's. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is watch Breaking Bad first and then watch <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle and just be completely blown away yeah. with what it is. But um, it was just such a goofy and like fun-loving character, very hard on his sleeve, um, very like cowardly to his wife. So he yeah. takes almost a subservient role to his yeah. wife. Yeah. Um, but hilarious, but he loves his family. Well, right. anything for his family. So right. great. Um, so those are the two alternates I'd put in. Okay. My only number one is Alan Matthews. Okay. And I'm going to explain why, All and right. I think it's going to change your mind. Now, some of this... About ha- getting him in my number one spot? He needs to be in your number one. Okay. And, Let's and see. here here is why. Granted, um, the, that show had uh, probably the longest run time of like most all of these dad shows. Because I think they went for like 10 seasons. I don't think they went ten seasons. It, it's it's got to be it's it was pretty long because I mean for him to start as when he did as a kid all the way through an adult, um, and it it's it's very seven seasons. Seven. It felt like ten seasons. I mean, yeah, yeah. So one of the things I love about that show, and this has to do with fatherhood, is that you get to see him evolve as a dad. Mm. I think in most of these shows, they don't have enough time to develop the dad. There's a couple instances where they kind of admit wrong. But you really get to see Alan transform from, you know, a a boy, you know, dad to a, an adult dad. And yeah. there's, there's three moments that I think are really pivotal to that. The first one I think is in like the first or maybe the second season. Um, uh, Corey is like doing chores and working for these squirt guns and yeah. Alan's really pushing on responsibility. And then he comes to the realization that he's a kid. Yeah. And so he ends up stopping him from working and says, you know, here's, he buys him a super soaker and he goes and, you know, he sprays and says, go out in the water gun and I'll finish up here. And so there's this realization of like, as much as I want to teach responsibility, I also need him to enjoy what boyhood is yeah. while he's still a kid. Yeah. So I think there's there's that portion there. The second one is his interaction with Sean when Corey uh, goes drinking. Yeah, right? I remember and that episode, immediately yeah. thinks of. <laughs> I'm sorry if you haven't seen the show. I like this was a pretty recent watch. I think I think I rewatched most everything. It's like two years ago or so. So yeah. it's all pretty fresh. Yeah. 
But um, he has this interaction with Sean where he immediately blames him for that he, and understanding that this kid has always been a bad influence to my son. And then when he hears the realization of like, oh no, it was my son that did that and I placed blame, the fact that he was able to say, no, 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 I'm in the wrong on this. Like, yeah. Do, going out of his way to apologize to Sean, to look at him and saying this is not this is not acceptable behavior, you know, on on any case. So him kind of putting himself out on the fire and just saying, yeah. okay, this is what I need to do. The third one, which I think means a lot more to me now, now that I'm married, was the episode when uh, Corey and Topanga get married. They live in this rundown dorm. Yeah, and they try to come back. Ask for money. And, not ask for money to come back and live. Oh yeah, live. That's right. And uh, and he just flat out says no. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, it's tearing up his wife, you can see his wife on the stairs just like crying and yeah. just tearing with this decision. They realize, no, you can't come. You chose this. You decided that you were old enough to get married, to provide for your wife, so you need to go out and go do that. Yeah. And, I mean, I can only imagine what that's going to be yeah. like with our kids when yeah. we have to like realize like, no, they're adults now as much as like I want to be super dad and be there and provide for them. And mm-hmm. I can't, Yeah, you know, like they need to learn how to do this on their own. Um, I mean, just such a powerful scene, I think for me and, and at the end we get a conclusion and he realizes, okay, yeah, that's, this was the best thing to do yeah. for them. They, they got to learn how to fix what they needed to fix and right. that kind of thing. But I just love that progression because you yeah. really do get to see him. And then you even get to see him, you know, towards like mid-age crisis and changing careers. Yeah, right. And there's so much self-reflection that happens within that character. And I think the actor that, I forget his name, but I think he does an incredible job yeah. as a dad because yeah. you're right, while he is very even keel, um, there are so many like aha moments for him as like a dad, you know, kind of growing through the process. And I think that's what's so special is you really get to see him evolve like as a dad. Yeah. So. I mean, that's a good case. I mean, okay. So Danny Tanner, you don't see that type of, no. of, 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 you know, evolving. Um, and I don't, cause, cause you know, the girls don't really get old enough to get married or anything like that on the show. So right. you, you don't see that part of their life. Um, so, I mean, that's a good case. I I mean I'll be willing to move Alan Matthews number two, but I'm not moving number Ooh. one. And this is this is why, and this is where I'll leave it. The way this is us is formatted as a show is you're watching the kids as adults, and then there are flashbacks to them as kids with Jack Pearson, and you see Jack Pearson's interactions and little lessons and little experiences with them that then you see the re- that's the reason why them as adults, they choose this or do that. Right. And for me, it's a great show about fatherhood because it shows, again, the impact of what we say and do when they're little does impact them when they're adults. You know, it isn't just about they'll figure it out and they'll learn. No, a lot of it is that... The the little lesson that you maybe didn't think was a big deal or that they would grow out of when they no, they remember it. They remember it very well. Yeah. And it will it will impact the way on what they decide to do. It's all ripples, right? It's all ripples, yeah. yeah. So for me it's like, dang, 
Like, and, and it's crazy because like there'll be some things that Jack will say and the kids will almost skew it a little bit and make a wrong decision. And then there'll be other things that he'll say or do. And then they're like, oh, no, we got to do this because this is what dad taught me to do. And so for me, that's why I'm like, dude, this is the number one dad, because you you see that play out in their lives because it shows really shows them. It's really about them growing up. Right. But the impact that and honestly, uh, um, oh, what's her name? Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore, who plays who plays mom. Right. I mean, she's in there and obviously her. But it's really about Jack Pearson. It's really about his impact in all their lives. And so that's why to me, he's number one. Well, maybe you maybe have out. to watch the show, but you I, do got everyone's got to watch the show. Yeah. It's a great, it's a tearjerker. You know, it's all about family and and raising. You know, it's really about family legacy yeah. and about what us as parents are leaving behind for our kids. And then you get to see it played out. What Jack, what Jack left for his kids. Yeah, so it's really good. I mean, yeah, I, I, I have no, my I, case for no. For well, now. I mean, you haven't seen the show, so it's hard for you to to speak to. But I'll, I will say this: yeah. I loved Alan Matthews so much as a character. I suffered through two seasons of Girl Meets World just to see how <laughs> it would all end. There were some moments of that that kind of yeah. pieced it together, but right. it wasn't. Same, it was right? worth it for me to watch just to see how the characters. I mean, it's the you know it's the new Disney you know but Disney comedy thing. I could imagine like Jenna walking in and you're watching Girl Meets World. Like, what's up? I'm just gonna fast forward to this. Part. Fast forward to the girl yeah, parts yeah, and yeah, just yeah. get to where uh, Corey and Sean and Depanga are on screen. Yeah, that's what most people did when they watch that show. You know. <laughs> so. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. We had a blast talking about TV dads. And let me know in the comments right now. You can only choose one. Who is your top TV dad of all time? I bet that my dad can beat up your dad. And listen, if this is your first time and you love this content, go ahead and subscribe. We come out with weekly episodes where we talk about fatherhood. So go ahead and do that. You guys have a great week. Until next time, to all the proud poppies out there, peace out.